Welcome to the Health Code Podcast. I'm Sarah, otherwise known as Sarah's Day, and I'm a health and fitness YouTuber. And I'm Kurt, professional photographer and content creator, or also known as Sarah's Boyfriend. We're here to help you crack the code to a healthy and fit lifestyle. We're going to be talking all things health, fitness, relationship, lifestyle, and career. So it's time to grab your code books because we're about to spill some serious tips. Really? That sounds so bitchy. Uh, I love that intro. It is exciting because it means we are back with another podcast on the health code and today is a little bit different to how it usually will be. Unfortunately, myself and Sarah's schedules have not been aligning very well lately, so I've decided to create our first ever potty nugget and it is going to be a little bit about my backstory in becoming a content creator and creating a career that you really love to do. So let's get straight into it and I want to start with my early days of photography and I guess where it all started and what's inspired me to become a content creator. Back in school days, I was a very keen surfer and bodyboarder and I'd always have the surfboard magazines out and I would be just so mesmerized by the pictures within the within the magazines. And in particular, the ones that I really resonated with were the ones that were like more the advertising type of commercial ones that got a bit of text on it, the fonts, the the layout of the image. I was really interested in that type of photography. So I guess commercial photography in the early stages now and looking back is something that's always been there and something that I've always been passionate about. I never really saw it as a career opportunity. This is going back to like being in year 10 or year nine. As the years went on, you get to about year 12 and the big decision comes where you have to decide what it is you want to do with the rest of your life. And we are here in Sydney, we are 18 years old when we finish school or about to turn 18. And as an 18-year-old, that's a massive decision and a lot of pressure to be put on your shoulders. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like school to me... It was, I I just did not thrive at school. I was a little bit of a naughty kid. I just had a bit of learning abilities. I really struggled with my reading and writing and spelling. These are some things I really struggled with. Um, Easily distracted in class. I would often find myself not doing the work and doing drawings in my diary. And I never really picked up that that could potentially be a career path. I picked up all the creative subjects at school, like photography, music. I was very heavily into my music. Uh, design and technology, which uh, is basically like coming up with a design and then creating it. So a little bit similar to woodwork, except you could work with different materials. And I decided to make a bodyboard and went down that path for that. Within my design and technology class, which I was really enjoying at the time, I asked my teacher, what are some great design places where I could go or design creative jobs that I could go down? Because I really like design and technology, but how can I make this a career? And she came back to me being like, you know, you can either go down the path of uh, graphics design or CAD drawings and do interior design. You can do all these sorts of different design jobs out there that you could potentially try out. I said, oh, I want to do graphics design. I love drawing. I love like coloring in and, and making little logos. And she said to me, you probably won't like graphics design because it's all done on the computer. You don't necessarily draw it by hand anymore. They all use Photoshop and InDesign and Illustrator on the computer programs. And it's completely different to what you think it is. And I feel like that 
one comment in my like pinnacle moment of schooling, making this big decision to go off on our own after school and, and follow a career path that we're meant to enjoy and meant to do and meant to thrive at and excel. That one comment that she said to me that said, you won't like that because of this reason, that instantly turned it off as a career choice for me, which is really sad. And I still think back to that. If I had not listened to that advice and gone down that graphics design route, I potentially could have found my photography career a lot quicker. However, not to matter anymore. I just think when you're in high school, guys, if you are passionate about something, whether that be, let's even talk mathematics, for example, whether it be maths or whether it be art, if you're really passionate about something, if you're really passionate about maths, maybe a job in accounting or something like that would be great for you. Maybe if you're passionate about art, going out and doing graphics design or becoming an artist. Don't let people tell you that you can't do something. Go out and do what makes you happy. That's my one bit of advice for anyone in high school now, looking back to when I was there and had to make decisions that I've made in my life so far. Trust your gut sometimes. If you're passionate about something and you genuinely think that you're good and think that you will work your butt off for that, then go for it because then it is up to you to make sure that that happens. Anyway, let's move on. I went a little bit down a depressing path and I'm getting off sidetrack because Sarah's not here. This is really hard. So I loved all the creative subjects at school. When it came time to make the decision of what career path I want to go down at the end of school, I decided to go down carpentry because I thought, great, get a trade. I get to use my hands. I get to be outside, active. I'm not sitting at a desk. I went through carpentry, loved it while I started it, finished my apprenticeship. And as I went through my carpentry apprenticeship, I picked up a camera for the first time. We were on a holiday in Bali and I just took a little, uh, I think it was a little Sony point and shoot camera at this stage. It wasn't even a DSLR. And I just took it along me and I was the one that had that camera with me the whole time, taking photos of the whole trip, the whole way along. I think I ended up breaking the camera because we were driving on scooters in the middle of the rain and it got flooded in my pocket. So I ended up destroying it. But when I came back from that trip, I was really excited to see the type of content that I had created from that trip. And just, just to have as memories, it wasn't necessarily to be able to post it and do this and do that. And like, you know, Instagram wasn't a big thing then at all. Uh, yeah, I don't even think I had an Instagram account at that stage. And it was just more about capturing these memories and taking some cool photos. Since that moment, I then decided to move up into a DSLR. So I was working as a carpenter, had bought a DSLR, and this was just my little, let's call it a side hustle at this stage. It wasn't actually a paying thing. It was just more of a hobby. So we'll call it our side hustle, okay? So photography was my side hustle. Carpentry slash building was my main job. Finished my apprenticeship after four years, and I started realizing that carpentry, I just was not passionate about it. I would dread waking up on a Monday morning to start a week of work again. I was living for the weekends and Monday mornings were the worst for me. That was a bit of a sign to me that something needed to change. Now, I couldn't just drop it straight away and go off and do another job because I didn't really know still what I wanted to do. Photography was a hobby. It wasn't a job to me. It was just a hobby. I wasn't getting paid at all. I was doing a lot of martial arts at the time and gym training. So I was really passionate about my fitness training. Having that realization every Monday morning would dread waking up and not being passionate about what I was doing. That was, I guess, the moment that I started to to make change. And I started to go for things that I was really passionate about. Because in my mind, I thought, if I'm really passionate about something and really enjoy it, then I will do well at it because I want to do well at it. 
Whereas if I keep going along as a carpenter, turn into a builder, I'm never really going to become a huge success because it's something that I'm just, I just didn't like. I didn't enjoy it. And when you leave school and you you have to make a decision there and then whether you go off to university, you start a trade or what, whatever you do in your mind and what you're fed at school is that that is the be all and end all. And I tell you what, that is not the truth. Not one bit the truth. You have so much time to make a decision. Yes, leave school, pick up a job straight away or go to university, do your study, do your hard yards. When you come out of that, you don't have to go down that career path if you don't want to. If you think that's not for you, that's fine. You can make change. You can always make change. So I guess at this point, photography was just a fun hobby for me and I just kept working at it. And it was a, there's a big light show that goes on in Sydney uh, once a year. It's called Vivid. And (laughs) pretty much every photographer with their tripod is out and about in the city at night because there's all these big, beautiful light displays and it's just a great time to capture some night photography. So I was one of those people with my tripod and my camera roaming around the city, capturing photos, and I just got a few different unique angles. A photo in particular was this one photo of all the cityscape and there's like a reflection over the water with all the lights. Um, It's very hard to verbally explain, but that one photo, I then shared it on my Facebook page and I had a designer friend who I was training with at the time who said, hey, I, I saw your images and I really resonated with this one in particular, which is the cityscape one, reflection one. She said, look, I run an interior architectural company. Would you be interested to do some architectural photos for me for my portfolio? And I sat back from it and was like, wow, like you want me to take photos for your portfolio all because of these couple of images that I had taken. Mind you, I'm self-taught photographer. I did go to college, but we'll get to that later on. So at this stage, very novice in photography, I went home after I read that message. I went on the online, got up every YouTube video about architectural photography, how to edit the photos, how to capture the right content for the client, how to charge, how much to charge. Pretty much, how do I say yes to this thing? So I went home and I researched all of that, came up with a plan in my head, sent back, yep, 100%, I can do this for you. Very confidently. Confidence is key. Remember that, everyone. So we went through. I did get paid. It was very minimal because I didn't charge a lot at that time. And also, I I felt like my work wasn't deserving of what true professionals were charging. So remember this. Don't think because you have a big, beautiful camera and because you've taken a couple of nice photos means that you're a professional. Because I have learned so much and made so many mistakes over the time and developed my skill with time to become to a level where I'm at today. With this job, I nailed it and I started picking up a few more jobs from her. And from here, I branched out to a few different people and started offering my services to other people, all within the architectural space. And it was at this point that I realized that, man, I could actually make a job out of this. How, but how do I do it? Where do I go from here? Okay, I've, I've done a job for an architectural firm. It's probably not the exact route that I want to be down, but I'm getting paid to take photos. This is way better than carpentry. This thought process of being paid for, I guess, like a dream job, it sort of set me backwards a little bit because I wasn't in the area that I was particularly passionate about. And I would jump from job to job to try and just make an income from my photography services and never really, I guess, 
honed in on that skill that I was particularly passionate about and really thrived at. And it wasn't until later on that I sort of found my niche and went for that and followed that direction. If you're in this same sort of situation as me where your your dream job's just there and it's within reach and you can you can feel it, you can touch it, you can you're so close to it, but you're just jumping from ship to ship or genre to genre just to make it a career, try and find your niche first. All right. My niche in particular is commercial lifestyle photography. That is what I'm passionate about. Adventurous, creating a lifestyle, showing off a product in a particular way that inspires people to purchase. Okay. Yes. Manipulating everyone right now. But that is what I really love doing. I love creating scenarios that are desirable for the viewer. And that is what my niche is. Okay. Once you find your niche and you become, I guess, a professional in bunny ears, a professional in that field, then you can branch out into other areas. Find your niche. That's my tip. (laughs) It's my next tip. All right, so at this same time where I was picking up these little jobs, I started more and more being less and less passionate about my carpentry career and building career. And I come to the realization that this is not what I want to do anymore. At the time, I was a black belt in uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu, which is a mixed martial arts. And I was very passionate about my fitness, still am. That's always stayed there. So I went off and I did my Cert 4, Cert 3 and 4 in personal training And then after that, once I received that, I then reached out and did my level two qualification in jujitsu coaching. When I got those qualifications, the builder I was working for at the time, he ran a martial arts school. It's called Keystone Martial Arts out in Borkham Hills area of Sydney, which I trained at for about 10 years, I think. Yeah, about 10 years. Training for world championships, really inspired for martial arts at this point in my life. I decided to jump ship from carpentry and go across and I guess, manage his martial arts school. So I was running all of the kids' classes, um, some adult classes, and then training a lot as well at the same time. At the same time, I was also still doing my photography as the side hustle. I continued on that for about six months. Things just didn't go according to plan, and I, I still felt like photography was my main goal, was my main focus. So at this stage, I started to reach out to friends who were, I guess, in the social space doing a lot of modeling and decided to collaborate with some people and do some free photo shoots for brands and sort of niched my skills like i said earlier it's a it's a tough route guys like when you go from a full-time job and a really like comfy salary to pretty much earning no money at all and struggling to pay rent oh by the way i was living at home at this stage so i i jumped across to martial arts on a casual salary and getting photography jobs where I could, also jumping into some carpentry jobs just as a subcontractor where I could just to pay for everything, like all the bills. I was pretty much running around doing three different jobs. This balance of three different jobs was really not working to plan. Heavily focused on my photography, I built my portfolio up and I looked at my portfolio and I said to myself, and I said, I need to be really, really honest with myself right now. I'm doing all these free jobs I've got all these images that I think are really good. I need to sit here now, go through every single one of them, put them together in this portfolio and look at this and say, am I good enough to be paid for this work? And I sat there and I would get my photo and I would compare it to someone very similar, I guess like a a photographer that I was aspired to. And I put them side by side and I look at both of them and I go, all right, this person is 100% a professional photographer. I'm still 
in the novice stage building my portfolio. Is my work as good as this guy's work or girl's work? And I would sit there and I would would critique it and I would be so honest with myself and I would say, okay, their work's a little bit better. Why, Why is that? Because of the lighting setup that they've got. Okay, they might have some lighting in there or they might have a a makeup artist, which makes a lot of difference in photography, or they might have had some budget to go to a bigger, better place, all right? Be honest with your skills. Are my photos overexposed? Are my settings right on my camera? Like, look at all the fine details of this other professional's work and look at it in comparison to mine. And I sat back from that and I thought, you know what? I'm so close to this. I think my work is almost as good as this professional here that I have up on my screen, side by side. It's very close. Their work is slightly better. However, my work is pretty close, pretty close. And it was at this point where I went, all right, I'm going to put this portfolio together. I'm going to send it out to heaps of different people. I guess when I, when I sent it out, I was expecting an abundance of emails back of people being like, yes, we'll work with you. This will, yeah, we'll definitely do this with you. And I got nothing for like, I don't know, months. I got no emails back and I was so disheartened and I thought like, how do these people do it? Like, what are they doing that I'm not? And I thought, maybe photography isn't for me. Maybe it's not right. I just, I couldn't comprehend the fact that I put all this hard work in and that I had gone out and captured all this content and done all these free shoots. And now I'm sitting here waiting and hope that I'll get an email back. No, this can't be right. I'm going to be consistent. So I kept emailing and I kept emailing each one of those people that I reached out to. Must have been about 10 to 20. 10 to 20 I had written down in a notepad and I reached out to every single one of them. And every week I would go through and I would send another email to each one of these either agencies or brands or whatever and hope that this email would get through. And eventually I got a response back from someone who wanted to meet up and they got me in to have a little interview with them and just run through what we could potentially do together. And at that interview, they said, oh, we might have a job opening up later on in the year. Would you be interested in applying for it? And I, I, I sort of sat there and I was like, oh, okay, what, what's the job? Like, what's it entail? And, and she was like, oh, it's full-time content creation. So pretty much just doing what you're doing now, except we create content for brand social pages and then we could branch it out and make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is the plan that we have. And we haven't actually set it in stone yet, but this is the direction we want to go down. Would you be interested? And I was, without looking like I was super keen, I was 100% keen for this job. That, that was like my dream. That was my goal right there, to get a full-time job as a photographer. That was exactly it, down the exact path that I wanted in the commercial lifestyle area. I said, yes, 100%. And then I emailed her back probably about five times. And even today, she still talks about how consistent I was with the emails. Her name's Simone, by the way. Simone, if you're listening... <laughs> Yes, I'm consistent. And I thank you very much for giving me that opportunity at Magnum and Go. But from there, I excelled and I got to really develop my skills and and turn it into something that it is today. And now I've moved on and working full time for myself as a photographer and content creator. I just want to let you all know that the reason why I'm talking about this podcast today, I guess the, what do we call it? The journey to becoming a content creator. The reason why I'm talking about it is because it is tough to make a decision straight out of school. 
And I know there's a lot of you out there who are listening into our podcast and are sitting in this this exact position right now and going, oh my gosh, what do I what am I going to do with my life? And if if I make a wrong decision, what how am I going to how am I going to fix it? There is always time, guys. There is always time. As long as you are consistent and persistent and love what you do, you can do anything. You really can. Yes expect a lot of hard times like there was a lot of times during that transition period to becoming a content creator where i would sit at home and i would question why am i doing this stuff for free why am i doing things for free and i can't even afford to pay rent there was a stage there i was literally buying rice and tuna for my meals i was shredded as probably because i was only eating rice and tuna That was all I could afford. There were times where I'd have to ask my parents to help me out and pay rent because I was so far behind in my bills and I had all these savings before moving out of home and making this decision and I spent it all on trying to survive. And it's going to be tough. Anything that looks so exciting and is worth doing is not easy. Just because it looks glamorous means that it is particularly glamorous. As a photographer, videographer, content creator, I spend most of my time at home on the computer, on phone calls to people about the next shoot, organizing things. I probably spend, I'm going to say about 80% to 90% of my time in front of a computer. The 10% of my time as a photographer is spent actually out shooting. So every job has its downsides, but I get so much reward from doing this. The reason for this podcast today is just to say to you guys, you have plenty of time, focus on what you love, be passionate about what you love, and don't let anyone ever tell you that you can't do something because you can. And I vouch for that. All right. I'm going to sign out today, guys. Uh, I'm KJ Tills. Follow me on Instagram, on the YouTube. Also give a follow through to the health code, the dot health code on Instagram. Hopefully the next podcast, myself and Sarah, partner in crime, can be back together. Otherwise, we're going to continue to do a few different potty nuggets here and there just until our schedules can line up a little bit better. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in today and I will see you on the next one. Bye.